Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 59 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We took a bit of a break with the Eurozone. I think we all got into the um, into the mood with the football slash soccer, but uh, it did come to an end. Football did not come home for those of you who are English fans. Uh, but we're here to talk about real football and uh, carrying on with our divisional breakdowns. I like that little uh, cheer from there, Mo, uh, from you. Uh, so we're going to carry on with our divisional breakdowns. We're going to go to the home of my team, the Denver Broncos, and looking at the AFC West this week. So with me to break it down, you did just hear his voice there. First of all, we have Mo. Giddy up. And we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. And uh, Paul has been busy with something that's quite exciting. I'll let him tell the listeners when he's uh, ready and able. But we hope to have Paul back in the next couple of weeks as well. But just the three of us for now. So, um, yeah, lads, football did not come home, but uh, thought it was a brilliant tournament. Um, I know it's not the kind of football we normally talk about here, but uh, yeah, I, w- I was really bought in. I was watching all sorts of games. Uh, I like the um, I like the timing of the games. I like the format. I like the fact many countries got to host games as well. Just thought it was a good tournament, all in all. Yeah, absolutely great. And I think uh, yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, right, Mo? Um, penalty shootouts when, when you haven't got your skin in the game is a lot uh, a lot more enjoyable than when uh, when your team's in it. I agree. I, th- I think that was the best part of the tournament when I got to see penalty kicks. Um, <laughs> penalty uh, shootouts at the end. But, uh, I love those. I can actually, I, can, I know for a fact someone's going to score. Yeah, a lot of, lot of penalties towards the end, actually. You had Spain and Italy. Um, you almost had England, Denmark, France, and Switzerland. Switzerland. There were a few, uh, few yeah. good shootouts in the in the tournament. Who did Switzerland play in the next round as well? They had a penalty shootout as well, didn't they? That's a good, good point. Oh, was it Spain? Spain, that was it. Spain yeah, and Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, I saw you France, and they lost to Spain on penalty. Lost to Spain. Yeah. Belgium, Italy had, had a penalty shootout, didn't they? In no, the, uh... Italy won two one. On that oh, okay, right. yeah, yeah, that was easy win for them. Well, we were at the game. Well, not at the game, but we watched the uh, we watched the game together. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, we kick off with the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, you know, uh, there's a lot of rumors about a potential upgrade at quarterback, but for now, we'll go with who they've got. They've got Teddy Bridgewater and they've got Drew Locke. Uh, Mo, I'm going to start with you. How do you see this QB competition playing out? And what do you think Locke and or Bridgewater mean for the receiving core and the, the running game? I think um, uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater would actually be... Uh, I mean, again, I, I've watched him play. I haven't seen much of Drew Locke. Um, but when it comes to like Teddy's game, he's going to hit, he's going to, he's going to hit, you know, have dump offs. He's going to have the, the crossing routes. So I can see Jerry Judy in the tight end Fant um, doing really well, uh, the way the, you know, just uh, just the way that Teddy plays. Uh, Drew Locke, I mean, I I just always seen him as a big arm guy. Um, his accuracy isn't best, uh, but uh, again, I I haven't watched enough of him to see who would win that battle. Um, I'm gonna think Teddy just because he has more experience, um, mm. and if not, maybe you know Drew Locke, uh, you know, may start, but will be on a very short leash. Uh, so, but uh, Teddy, I mean, I think he's gonna be, if t- Teddy starts. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I mean, as it is, I think I'm gonna like Judy and Fant this year. Either way, uh, I think both of them are gonna do really well. Um, you know, based on you know Teddy's play style. See, so, so you're you're a Panthers fan. You had 
Teddy on the centre last season. Um, I noticed you didn't mention Cortland Sutton. And it, do you think that the X receiver suffers under Bridgewater? Uh, based on what I can t- what I've seen, uh, I believe so. Yes, because I mean DJ was our X, uh, and uh, Robinson uh, was a Y there at the other end. And D- I, I think at the end, I, I, you did see DJ get more involved, but it's always just crossing routes. It was never you know down you know down the seam line there, uh, and it was, it was more across the middle, if anything. And uh, but I mean, yeah, honestly, again, it could be a rapport thing. I mean, last year was a very you know odd year with no training camp, new QB, new system. Um, so I, I don't want to put too much weight on that. Uh, but I mean, I'm just kind of again, that's why it, it's kind of based on what I've seen last year. And I mean, I, I think Teddy doesn't have the big arm either to throw it deep, especially, you know, being there in Denver where weather weather is going to play a huge factor, uh, especially in the later in the season. So I, I can see him struggling a little bit. And Jiggs, I know you've got a bit of skin in the game from a running back receiver perspective. Who would you prefer for fantasy football? Is the QB Locke or Bridgewater? Uh, still going to buy into to Drew Locke in terms of in terms of the arm. And I know Bridgewater, obviously, you know, he almost supported three wide receiver twos last year. Um, in Carolina, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting one because obviously with Sutton coming back, I think that's going to reduce a bit of the, the volume for Fant. Um, I think Judy's probably going to see an increase as well. Um, yeah, so I, I actually weirdly think the opposite to you, Mark. I think Fant's probably going to be what well, if Lock if Lock's the starter, I think Fant's going to probably suffer the most. <laughs> Just in terms of target share, um, I think he obviously stepped up a bit last year because Sutton was out. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess, really. You know, you've got the um, the running back situation with um, with Gordon and Javante Williams, so it's a bit of a you know committee, maybe, or does it start with Gordon at the start of the season, and then Williams maybe takes over halfway through the season? Um, who's going to be the starting QB? You know, is Aaron Rodgers going to come? If he comes, then you know, by everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's for me, it's just a bit of a messy situation to call either way. Yeah, and as a fan, you know, I'd love for Drew Lock to make that step up. I think it's the first season he's actually got the same offensive coordinator, two seasons running with uh, Pat Shermer. So hopefully that. That helps his development as well. But he did make a lot of silly, just sort of boneheaded plays last season. And if he can't eradicate that, I'd be happy to see Bridgewater given a chance. And I think with Bridgewater, you're right, Mo, he's a bit more of a Mr. Plate safe. But that's not always a bad thing if you've got you know, good receiving talent to the point when it's hard to double team uh, receivers. Because if you've got... Judy and and Fan and uh, Sutton, and then you know you've also got the likes of Hamler with this down downfield threat as well. Um, so yeah, I think Locke will get the chance to start for for things like best ball and dynasty. I'm still taking Locke over Bridgewater, but it wouldn't surprise me if those silly mistakes lead to uh, Bridgewater taking the helm. And then again, Chiggs, you alluded to it, uh, Gordon versus Williams. I mean, when I drafted Javonta Williams in our 
rookie draft, I did it on the basis I thought he takes over by the end of the season, but doesn't necessarily start as the guy. Um, but this offseason is a lot different to last offseason. You know, they're actually going to get time with the team. Rookies are going to get a bit more traditional uh, offseason and um, learning time, whereas last season we kind of predicted it that it's going to be hard for rookie running backs to make a splash early on just because they would have had a COVID-impacted offseason. Um, so, again, it's hard to call, but I think Gordon will give you production across the season. If there's one thing I noticed under Fangio, they don't tend to just give the lead dog sort of 30 carries. I think there'll be a bit of rotation, um, which isn't always helpful, but uh, I think both guys will get a chance. Almost in the way you had Ingram and Kamara at the Saints. You know, I'm not saying they'll be able to replicate that, but I think they'll both be given opportunity. Uh, right, on to the receivers then. We've mentioned Jerry Judy, mentioned Cortland Sutton coming back. Tim Patrick was good at times uh, last season as well. KJ Hamler, more sort of a downfield threat. And uh, one of the rookies, I think, might get a bit of um, an opportunity this season. Seth Williams is a is a big-bodied guy, bit of a red zone threat. Uh, I can't remember if he was um, undrafted or if he was um, one of. It might have been like the round six pick, but uh, just I think in a best ball format. And maybe I shouldn't say this as we're in the midst of a best ball draft. I could see him as someone who gets a bit of red zone work um, and a chance to prove himself. Uh, Mo, what's your thoughts on the receiving core, particularly with um, Corton Sutton coming back? Um, I mean, I still love Jerry Judy. I, I think um, last year, again, rookie wide receiver struggled, but um, Jerry Judy, I think he's just super talented there. And I think Sutton coming back would um, actually just, you know, make it even better where you won't see that much coverage. I think Sutton will still be the number one wide receiver to start with. But I think as the season progresses, I can see Jerry Judy. Uh, you know, overtaking overtaking Sutton there. Um, also, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard. Have you heard much about his injuries? Has he recovered really well? Um, that's that's one thing I always kind of look into because I mean, he did have a major um, injury, and that's something I always kind of keep an eye on and see how the recovery and the rehab process is going. Yeah, I think what what's going to help him or help fantasy manager managers who own Cortland Sutton is the fact his injury was early in the preseason so he's had a lot of time to recover from that rather than like a, an early season injury um so i i, I can see him I, I expect that sutton will be fully recovered um, okay. once we get to full training camp just well, because it was uh, it was an early injury as i said he's, he's definitely one of my sleepers and i mean i think last year him being out all year you, you can get great value for him when drafting yeah absolutely uh, and I think one thing to note as well, um, where I say we really are, it feels like a quarterback away, is the way Broncos have strengthened the defense, <laughs> I could see, you know, under Fangio especially, we're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, I'd almost be surprised if we're not a top five defense, given the, the talent. Now, obviously, if the offense stink up the joint and the defense are on the field all the time, it's... It's a recipe for disaster, but you know, by adding the likes of Carl Fuller, bringing in uh, Patrick Sertain as well um, in the draft, uh, bringing in Ronald Darby again, Kareem Jackson's there again. It's it's going to be a mean defense. Plus Von Miller's back, so if they can stay free of injuries, um, I know we don't normally talk about defense unless we're covering IDP, but 
I also think that's a sleeper DST for your fantasy leagues. Um, even though they do have to play the likes of the Chiefs twice and they have to play the likes of um, Chargers, the Chargers as well. But you know, I think Broncos are one of the teams who actually stifled um, Justin Herbert last season as good as he was. And just adding in those additional DBs, as I mentioned, and having Von Miller back, certainly a, a defense I'm going to be targeting in um, in my redraft <clears throat> leagues. And uh, not not the worst schedule to start with. I think we've got the Giants, um, we've got uh, the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, early in the season. So um, yeah, just just want to note. And then finally, tight end. Um, it's Noah Fan. He had a breakout season. Last year, really good for fantasy. Unfortunately, Jigs, it took you to the final and um, weren't quite able to pull it off. But that playoff run, Noah Fant was quite crucial um, to to your team's success. And I think, you know, he's going to be an integral part of that um, that system under Pat Shermer, who does, you know, he's the same head coach who gave Evan Engram his breakout in year one. And I think he does like to use the tight end. So... I don't think he's going to suffer regardless of QB play, um, given the OC has stayed the same. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I really like Noah Fant. So he is that sort of pass-catching um, tight end. But they say just when you're adding Sutton back into the mix, you know, it's, it's just going to... If you think, like, Tim Patrick probably absorbed a bunch of the, a bunch of the, the targets, and Judy and um, Fant as well. You know, you'd expect... Sutton to go back into that, you know, big-bodied receiver, um, kind of possession kind of receiver role, right? So, yeah, I don't say that's just my only slight worry with Fant is is the target volume. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you on that. As you said, he's got better targets to compete with uh, this season. So we'll move on to then the um, running Super Bowl contenders. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think much needs to said much needs to be said about QB Pat Mahomes. What's the earliest you would draft him in your redraft leagues? Given it's if it's a six point per touchdown league. Redraft. I'm I'm still again. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of QBs drafting QBs early. So I would always go. I'm probably go second round. In Superflex or a um, no, just a, one QB, one QB. Uh, yeah, I mean, even third round's probably too early for me. I think yeah. the years. I think that that bit in a standard twelve team league, um, you know, there's enough QBs there that um, will give you reasonable similar production without having to take as early. Right, you've got Kyler, Dak, um, Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, you know, Ryan Tannehill potentially. You know, these are the kind of yeah, you, you can wait on Tannehill probably and pick him up in the seventh, eighth round in a redraft. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, rather than paying that second or third round price for Mahomes where you're taking um a DJ Moore or a, a Josh Jacobs or whoever it is, I think yeah, that, that for me is a better value. Yeah, and I think I think there'll be a bit more hype this year around Tannehill, not just because he was good last season, but the fact they've added Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to push him towards maybe even that top six, seven QB range. 
this season. And you know that when when you get to that range, you are talking sometimes round six, round seven of um, redraft leagues. But it's, it's going to be interesting because Kyler, Mahomes, Lamar, you know, you'd expect those guys to go early. Dak Prescott's back, Josh Allen. and oh, uh, um, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford should have a good year this year. Yeah, very yeah. high on Stafford this yeah. season. Derek Carr and a Carson Wentz, right? You know, if, you, if you're willing to wait and wait and wait, you know, th- those guys might give you some value. Jalen Hurts, you know, with, with his rushing ability. Tom Brady, you know, I, I think quarterback is just super deep. But I would not be, te- you know, unless it gets to, say, the fourth, back end of the fourth, fifth round, and Mahomes um, is still sitting there, which he won't be. Yeah. Then I'd pull this, but, you know, I just, I just think there's enough enough of QB not to not to reach for there and then uh running backs um I mean you've got CEH they've also bought in Jarek McKinnon um who was at the 49ers um and then the only other kind of notable names you've got Daryl and Daryl Williams Darwin Thompson who've been there last couple of season and then I don't know if you read anything to Elijah Maguire who had a little bit of hype at um at the Jets, but I think the the key focus points outside of Edward Zilera are probably McKinnon and you think Daryl Williams. As a CEH owner, are you happy about that, Chiggs, that they've not added elite competition? Or do you do you think it's going to be more of a split backfield than you'd like as a CEH owner? No, I think, you know, the, the coaching staff really like him. You know, they, they took him in the in the first round last year. Um, you know, the comparison of Brian Westbrook. So, you know, I think we talked about it that last season, you know, the off, you know, no um, no real off season, so running backs were going to struggle. And you know, this is a this was a Super Bowl contending team, right? So I think they just didn't have time to properly bed him in, and that's why they went and brought um, Le'Veon Bell, right, um, to try and just give it a bit of experience. I think with a full off season. And you know, CH is going to probably shine. You know, you can acquire him on the cheap. He's definitely a sort of buy, buy low candidate if you can. Um, you know, as an owner, I wouldn't be selling him because I think he's going to have a, a good season. You know, I can see him finishing as a, a running back one. You know, they're probably not the, the heights that we kind of talking about as a top five, top six kind of guy, but I can see him finishing as a, a low end RB one, which which is perfect. Who who do you rather have for this season, Ceh or Cam Akers? Uh, Ceh, me. I'm actually going Cam Akers, and that's why I asked. I know Mo, you're high on you're high on Akers, and um, he's got an improvement at QB. So does this sound like a fab bet then? I will Akers take v- that bet, sir, if you're up for it. Yeah, I'll take that. Cool. Fifty fab. TBC. Oh, uh, let's do it. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> 55. Mo, add it to the ledger. All right, let's do that. <laughs> but I think Jarek McKinnon is a guy worth rostering in best ball um, just because he's, he's very good third down back when he can stay healthy. He obviously got a big contract that he didn't really live up to at the 49ers, but you could see Shanahan, who's another, Shanahan, who's another great offensive-minded coach, you know, has always kind of liked him. And... Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think he's a name to watch. I, I wouldn't necessarily be paying much. I mean, if you're a contending team and you think he could give you depth and you can get him for like a fourth, then by all means, you know, do it. Because what, what's a fourth? You know, it's it's a complete dart throw. But yeah, this guy could just give value, I think, because of, of the way he plays and his style of um, receiving. So then we're on to the uh, wide receivers. Sammy Watkins is uh, finally gone. He's now at the Ravens, um, which opens up opportunity. I mean, Tyreek Hill, we know he's the number one, you know, he's probably top five receiver in most dynasty drafts and redrafts. Um, but all signs are pointing to Mikol Hardman at the moment being the wide receiver too. I know there's opportunity for others to maybe, um, you know, take that. You've got Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle who've been there for a couple of seasons. You've got Cornell Powell, who's a rookie they drafted from Clemson. Again, I think he might have been an undrafted uh, free agent um, or a late round guy. Certainly, you know, wasn't an early round pick. So, and then, of course, you've got Travis Kelsey, who's tight end one in most formats. So outside of Tyreek Hill, are there any receivers you're liking this season, Mo, for redraft? Uh, redraft, I'm going to stay away. Um, I think um, I'm kind of clumping them all together at one in kind of like one category. Uh, I think you'll have ample opportunities to pick one of them up in the waiver wire. I think the, the one who has the most best chance um of being actually consistent would be probably McCall Hardman, uh, but I mean you saw you saw it last year or prior years. I mean you know you know there's a game where Pringle goes off, there's a game that Robinson goes off, um, yeah. there's a game there are a couple of games that McCall goes off. Uh, so and you know even Sammy, I think Sammy Watkins last year he went off the first two games and then just like you know Sammy Watkins fashion the rest of the season he's quiet. So um, I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of assume it's gonna be the same consistency all around where you're going to see Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. And then I think if there's anyone that can make a leap, I don't see Pringle and Robinson being that elite. McColl's the only option out there where it wouldn't hurt, you know, maybe drafting him as a late flyer in hopes that he, you know, he becomes, you know, the wide receiver number two in a high powered offense. But the consistency is the biggest key. I don't, I don't see that consistency happening at the moment, uh, but he's, he's the one with the, with the high, with the, with the best chance of uh, achieving that. Yeah, and I think he's a firm hold if you own him in Dynasty. He is for me. Uh, I think it'd be hard for me to trade him unless I got offered like a first, which would be hard to turn down. But I think he's a firm hold. You know, people forget he comes with second round draft pedigree. Um, so the Chiefs were obviously high on him when they took him as well. And yeah, there's opportunity there. Um, but I also think Demarcus Robinson's a good a, a good draft in um particularly in best ball format, because there were games where he got targets. And by targets, I mean four plus, five plus some games. So um, Marcus is the classic best ball player, you know, as an owner yeah. of him. find it very hard to figure out when to start him. Yeah. Because of consistency. But there will be, as you say, he does get targets. And there are games where he can go off, you know. So um, definitely a good, uh, good best, ball, best ball player. They also added Antonio Callaway. Do you think he makes the final roster, Mo? Hmm. Uh, possibly, but yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't see him putting up many points, though. Yeah. Likewise. So Travis Kelsey, tight end. I don't think there's really much that needs to be said about him. Um, 
I think he's tight end one, definitely in redraft formats. Would you say still your tight end one in dynasty formats? Yeah, I, I, I think you have to. Yeah, just because the consistency. Um, I, I know there's always a risk factor. He's 31 now. I mean, it's still for a tight end. I think you still have three good years. If you're doing that three-year outlook and when it comes to running backs, when uh, evaluating a dynasty player, I think you can probably, I mean, yeah, he's got at least three solid years. I mean, if you think about it, who, who's his real competition, right? It's um, George Kittle, who's coming off an injury. Mm. Um, and also questions over the, the QB and stuff over there. Um, Mark Andrews, you know, had a bit of a, a dip last year. Still very good, but he's, he's not in that sort of category. Um, and um, Carl Pitts could be the next guy, but you know, so you know what you're getting with Travis Kelsey. He's so dominant. Oh, sorry, Darren Waller's the other guy, right? Um, Kelsey's so dominant at that position. You know, if, if you have him in your team, you, you just sit and forget about it and you don't have to worry. Like, you, you can generally replicate the performance of other positions off waiver wire and stuff. You're not replicating what Travis Kelsey's doing. I'd add one player more to that mix, and that's TJ Hawkinson as well. I would, I would probably rather own Hawkinson in Dynasty over Waller or Pitts. Personally, um, I think Pitts has still got, you know, he's a bit of a proving ground. I know he's got the talent. Waller is a bit on the older side. So I think for dynasty purposes, I'd probably put Hawkinson above just slightly. But if you're a win now team, then Waller definitely, you know, they didn't strengthen that receiving core. Maybe Ruggs and Edwards can do more in year two, but I think Waller's going to be a beast um, this year. This is where we should see. Um... TJ Hawkins, you know, that, that third year kind of breakout, you know, typically for tight end. I know he had a very good year last year. So yeah. you just hope now, now with Goff and the lack of other sort of weapons there, um, step up, but yeah. Yeah, I think he was, I mean, you say breakout, but he was tight end three or four last season. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. He yeah. had his last year and, you know, um, yeah, so hopefully he takes another step forward. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, win now, Kelsey for sure. You know, I'll take him in the first round in a, in a redraft league. Uh, so then we move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so Justin Herbert, um, great rookie season last year. You've then uh, also backed up by. Chase Daniel and Easton Stick. So um, Justin Herbert's an interesting one. I mean, I took him early in our best ball, more because of the other players that came with it and our format. How high do you have Justin Herbert in Dynasty? So would you rather have someone like Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson, for example? That's, that's, that's a tough one. Um, ooh, I think the upside, I like Herbert. Um, but Jackson, I think, will still put up better numbers this year. Um, uh, that, that's a, that's a coin flip for me. I mean, if Jackson's just a, just a, just I mean, if he can improve his his accuracy and um, him, you know, becoming a more complete QB, um, mm-hmm. his his limits, you know, these lim- you know, his potential is limitless right there from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but, I think uh, this is the first year he's actually got decent receivers as well. Yeah. I mean, depending on if Rashad Bateman can hit the ground running, 
But, you know, Sammy Watkins is better than anything he's really had. Um, That's true. That is true. So, yeah, I think think Jackson's going to be a beast this year. Um, I really do. That plus the rushing upside um, as well. I think for me, this year, Jackson, but probably longer term, I would just give the edge to Herbert. I could I could see that happening. I mean, that's a tough yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. That is for sure. I, I think the the one risk with well, Herbert's obviously got a new coaching staff um, this year, but you know what he did in his rookie season. I think he broke a, a whole bunch of rookie records. Um, you know, obviously arm comparison with Aaron Rodgers. You know, his first start against the Chiefs. You know, he he just looked like a like the real deal. Um, Hopefully, you know, I think it's once you see how he is in the new new system, if he if he looks as good as he did last year, then I think he, he cements that, you know, probably Dynasty QB, you know, top five Dynasty QB. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of upside uh, there. I think one thing to note is particularly for, you'd think, the next couple of seasons, he is going to have to play the Broncos twice, who've got a good defence, and the Chiefs have actually got a, an underrated defence, and Steve Spagnola, a good defensive um, coordinator there as well. So um, there is some tough defences in division, and then you don't know if, you know, Raiders could prioritise that as well, for example. Uh, but no, I like the upside. Running backs then, Austin Eckler, he missed most of last season, came back and did okay when he did play. I think while he was injured, nobody really took took that sort of mental. So Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. I know they've added a uh, Larry Roundtree, Mo, who you're um, fairly high on. So uh, what do you think of that running back room? Do you think it's going to be largely all Eckler, or is there anybody else you think is worth rostering in any format? I, yeah, I don't think anyone's in, in a redraft. I'm not touching anyone until one steps up. Um, Dynasty. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I'm becoming in love with the style of Roundtree, the way he plays. Really kind of reminds me, just very elusive, kind of reminds me of Kamara. Um, I I'm, I mean, really, just kind of in Dynasty, you, you, you're taking him in hopes that he actually develops and is that number two guy. But I mean, again, I, I kind of look for opportunity in a good offense. It's good offense, good QB. He's going to have plenty of opportunity. You know, with I don't see, I, I didn't see, like you said, we haven't seen much from Jackson or Kelly. So the opportunity is there for him to step in and become the number two. But right now, clear cut Eckler. I mean, you want him. He's he's going to go early round two in a redraft. You know, running back. Uh, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's. I think he's going to put up numbers as long as he can stay healthy. In a, in a full PPR league, who would you rather have, Austin Eckler or Ezekiel Elliott in a redraft? I'm taking Eckler right now. Granted, I granted I reports out of right now reports of. Zeke, apparently he's 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 come out in shape and he's he's faster. He's playing stronger. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm actually going to go Eckler in a PPR for sure. Jigs, yeah, Zeke, Zeke for me. You know, I really like Eckler. I think he's um he's a, he's a good redraft candidate. I think he's had a really good season. But I just think you know the volume Zeke's going to get that offense. You know, he's still the main guy. Uh, with Dak back. 
Yeah, and you say the reports look really good. So yeah, Zeke for me. Zeke seeks to the first round running back for me. I don't see Eckler in that in that echelon. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm very high on Eckler though this season. It's it's a coin toss for me. I, I think I'd just edge him like Humo in full PPR. Um, but again, there's a new coaching regime, so it's hard to sort of know whether they're going to have as many dump offs as they did in the um, Rivers era, and then um, early early with uh, Justin Herbert as well. Uh, so receivers then, Keenan Allen is, you know, he had a really good season last year. Is consistently a wide receiver one. I think last year was as high as wide receiver five, six, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Just a solid um, PPR machine. But they've got a few interesting pieces uh, outside of um, outside of that. I mean, you've still got Mike Williams around, who you know that you feel this really is his last opportunity to try and do something, or he'll be gone. You've got a Jalen Guyton who had a couple of flashes last year. Uh, Mo, you've got Josh Palmer, who I know you're fairly fairly high on. So outside of Allen, who we know is a stud. Are there any other receivers you're going to roster in in redraft or in dynasty formats? Redraft, I don't think you would. Because, um, again, you're going you know, to have plethora of wide receivers in the waiver market you can pick up. Uh, but in a dynasty, I mean, you have to have Mike Williams. And, uh, like I said, I'm in love with Palmer, uh, just the way he plays. Um, and, he, you know, he put up, you know, and he played against top cornerbacks and all. Yeah, uh, in in college, so um, and you know I think there's only one more in a dynasty format. Is you know Mike Williams only has one more year on his contract, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean I I I think Josh Palmer will be the number three wide receiver because I think he's 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 much better than Guyton. You saw what Guyton did last year; uh, he put up decent numbers because I mean Williams and um, and Keenan Allen. I mean they have they just have just you know a long sheet of injury history injury injury a history of injuries um so i i think you're going to see palmer have that opportunity and when he does i think he's going to do well so in a dynasty format i love him i mean fingers crossed he he develops and transitions well into the nfl but i i think i think i think the kid's awesome jigs if you had mike williams what would it take for you to trade him away or are you actually quite high on him uh I got offered a second for him. I'll take it. Yeah, I think I'm in that same range. I think a mid to, I think if I got a mid or even a late-ish second, I'd probably just take it and give up. I don't think he's done really anything on a consistent basis that makes me think. I know he's got the body, and I know he's made some, you know, highlight real catches, but I just don't know if you can rely on him for fantasy purposes. That's absolutely yep. I think exactly that. The, the only thing you're hoping is he has that kind of Corey Davis, like Devontae Parker, like 50-year breakout. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, again, kind of guy I'd want in the best ball league. You kind of hope that he has those weeks where he goes off. But, yeah, it just hasn't done it consistently enough for the, given that he was, was the seventh overall pick in, in his class, was he? Maybe the first so. wide receiver. Yeah, top top ten for sure. Um, and then uh, we get to the we get to the tight end room. Then so Hunter Henry is now a Patriot. 
you'd imagine he's replaced by, albeit on a short-term basis, Jared Cook. But then there's also Donald Parham, who, you know, at six foot eight, even last year, you could see that he was a bit of a red zone threat. So I can see him certainly being used as a red zone weapon. You've got rookies in uh, Trey McKitty, and then there's a few other sort of um, undrafted guys as well. Steven Anderson, who was at the um, Texans and Patriots for a little while, I believe. So um, Mo, Jared Cook, um, you high on him this year for redraft purposes? <laughs> uh, unfortunately not. I wasn't You're I not? wasn't high on him last year either. Uh, um, and he was with, uh, I, I think he had, better, he had a better opportunity there. Um, oh, yeah, honestly, in redraft, I mean, I, I, I think there's, I mean, you look at redraft, not many redraft leagues, you're going to have two tight ends on your roster. So in a league of 12, I don't put them anywhere near the top 12 tight ends this year. Uh, I, I think, you know, yeah, if you, if it's, you know, if you had, you know, dynasty, of course you'll want him, but I mean, I wouldn't pay much for him. He's towards the end of his career. I think he'll do decent. I mean, I don't think he'll do terrible, but I mean... I would I wouldn't be confident to start him every year every week. Who would you rather have in a redraft then? Let's say you've not picked a QB early, you're on those latter rounds, and you see staring at you the likes of Austin Hooper, you see Jared Cook, you see Rob Gronkowski. Who who are you trusting out of say those players? Uh, out of those three, I think I'm taking uh, uh, probably Hooper if anybody. Uh, but let's, let's just let's look at the ranking. Yes, right now, Jared Cook is ranked 20th in the standard tight end league. Uh, Hooper's actually 19th. Um, uh, honestly, I just don't think he's going to get drafted in the redraft league. Uh, uh, you know, there's ample there's ample tight ends beforehand, and you're going to have one of those some of those sleeper ones. Like you know, you had Logan Thomas. Um, you know, that kind of came out of nowhere last year. I think you're going to have a couple. Of, you know, sleepers here and there. But yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm not drafting. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm drafting Cook. You know, in a redraft, he does seem like a bit of a waiver wire kind of guy. Chiggs, you high on a uh, Cook at all this year as the Hunter Henry incumbent? Um, I wouldn't say I'm high, but again, you know, he's. I think he's the kind of guy you better pick up off waivers, and I think he will contribute in the season. But I don't think you need to go and necessarily draft him. I think if you own him, you know, he might be one of those kind of guys that. In a tight end premium league, if you're in a rebuild, you might be able to flip him in midway through the season. Um, or if, you know, he's, he might be a contender by candidate if, if he sort of does have that sort of Hunter Henry role. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be particularly high going into him in the season. Austin Hooper for me, I'd, I'd have over him and Gronk as well. Yeah. That's fair. So the last team in the uh, West, well, the AFC West, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we'll start at the QBs. Derek Carr and uh, Marcus Mariota. I thought Derek Carr had a pretty good season last year. Um, and I was able to monitor that because I had to start him a lot. What are your thoughts on Carr for this year, Mo? Um, particularly with... No real additions in the receiving game, but you've got um, they've added Kenyon Drake at the as a running back, so they got better at running back, you could argue. And then you've got year two players in the likes of Ruggs and Brian Edwards. So, um, what do you? What's your outlook for Derek Carr? Uh, I I mean 
this is definitely his make it or break it year for him. Um, I, I like him. Uh, I, I think I think what they improved. Uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming the lines improved. Um, that was like one of my concerns last year. Uh, you have solid running gap running back right there, and Josh and uh, Drake there. A nice one-two punch. Um, and you know he, he may not have to throw the ball as much. So I, I, as a fantasy on a fantasy standpoint, I think I'm just going to still rate him in the middle of the group of the QBs. So again, in a redraft, I think he's 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 going to be a guy that you can pick up on the waiver. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not drafting him anywhere. Yeah, particular. But um, I mean, I I think he, I think he's just going to put comparable numbers as last year. I don't. I mean, you got Waller, which is going to be amazing, uh, and I think uh, Ruggs is going to have a, a breakout season, honestly. But I mean, I'm a little biased on that end. But uh, I think I think he'll do better this year than last year. But it's not by much. And again, redraft. I'm not drafting him. Um, he, he might be a, a nice little per, per, uh, QB to kind of keep an eye on the waiver. Yeah. You have to just uh, mind that noise. It's you've started raining really, really heavily. So I hope that's not coming through on the mic too much. Um, so actually, uh, so we mentioned Drake and Josh Jacobs. Um, how much does that hurt Josh Jacobs' value for you, considering last year he was probably going drafted as what the rb seven eight do you still think he's a top 12 rb oh no he falls unfortunately that's 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 a big hit you bring someone like drake in that, that takes a big hit i i think he's i think he's outside my uh oh, almost top 15. yeah chiggs what are your what's your thoughts on josh jacobs yeah com- completely agree i think um you know do have the talent but Kenyon Drake's a good running back. He's definitely going to take work away from him. Um, yeah, that definitely hurts him. You know, and I think we've now got a good influx of young running back talent as well, which kind of um, pushes him down, you know. Uh, the likes of, say, we talked about CEH earlier, um, John Dre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, he's put himself in that sort of upper echelon of running backs, Cam Akers. You know, so all of these guys from last year's class, um, coupled with you know, Josh Jacobs having that competition there in the backfield, yeah, I think you're thinking it sort of knocks his value quite a lot. Yeah, um, and actually, um, looking at the receivers, one player I did completely forget about who was pretty good at times um, last couple of years, John Brown. They've added him, he left the Bills. Um, so... Mo, I know we talked uh, um, Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, but what are your thoughts on John Brown? Uh, I like him. Can... I like him actually. If, if Ruggs isn't if Ruggs isn't the wide receiver one, it'd be John Brown. Uh, yeah, John, John Brown is probably the more experienced, and I, th- I think he's going to do really well. Uh, they, they again, I've been I've been following Ruggs quite uh, uh, this offseason, been kind of following what he's been doing, and apparently he's he's gotten a little bigger. He's 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 explosive off the cuts. And he had that one, you know, the first year. I think things are finally cooking for him. So I'm still hoping um, he, he becomes a wide receiver one. But right now, if you look at the roster, I think John Brown's wide receiver one and Ruggs is wide receiver two and Edwards number three. Yeah. And, I mean, even with Edwards, you forget, uh, or it's easy to forget, I should say, Hunter Renfro was pretty good at times last year. So it, I could see a world where if Edwards doesn't impress, that Renfro is still the sort of, Slot guy there in, oh, for uh, sure. in Las Vegas. Who are you liking for best ball, seeing as we're in best ball world as well? Ruggs. He's, he's one of my sleepers, and actually John Brown for that matter too. 
Those are the yeah. two I would get for best ball. Yeah. <laughs> Any interest in Willie Sneed? <laughs> no, thank you. He's uh, he's disappointed me a couple times with the Ravens there. Yeah, well, we, we laugh, but just alluding back to Lamar Jackson, there were many games where he was their wide receiver one in terms yeah. of targets. True. So uh, <laughs> just kind of goes to show what um, Lamar was working with uh, out there. And then finally, tight ends. Uh, I mean, Darren Waller and Foster Moreau are the two names who really stand out. I thought Moreau did show up well, considering Waller was so heavily targeted. Just for season long, I'll start with Jigs. Where do you have Darren Waller in tight ends? Uh, season long, Darren Waller will still be my tight end too. Six, did you say? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, it's a tight end two. Oh, tight end two. Sorry. He's only it's only Travis Kelsey that goes ahead of him for me in, in a in a redraft league. I I'm, I'm with that. I totally agree with that. He's tight end two for me. Yeah, I would agree as well. I think he's uh, with the QB situation and the emergence of Brandon Ayuk in uh, San Francisco. I think it's hard to have Kittle as the de facto number two as he once was. Uh, do you still have Kittle ahead of um, Andrews though? Uh, yes, for me, I'd have Kittles ahead of Andrews. I'd probably so I'd probably go Kelsey Waller, Kittle. Hawkinson, Andrews. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually exactly the same. Kelsey, yep. Waller, Kittle, and then I'm definitely going Hawkinson now that you know uh, Detroit has nobody. And are there any uh, sleepers then that we've not uh, discussed for um, for redraft, for dynasty, for best ball? Anyone you you know you think could be sneaky good? Tight tight end wise, or uh, um, just across the board, across the board. Oh, it's um, AFC West. Oh, I think they're more the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders, okay. Um, no, you know, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, maybe Renfro's a stretch for me, but I mean, I, I mean, I think Ruggs is going to be great. Uh, I think Brown and Ruggs are two people you want to kind of target um, outside of you know, uh, uh, I guess Jacobs and uh, Drake a little bit, and of course Carr and of. Easily, though, Waller's going to be the best fantasy player on that uh, on that team, I think. Yeah, I, I still I still like Brian Edwards as um yeah, I still like the talent. Um, you know, he did he did flash I think towards the end of the last uh, in the last season as well some of some of that ability. Um, so hopefully you can kind of make that sort of step up. Uh, Chicks, would you like to make a uh, kind of re kind of redo our draft uh, our bet for <laughs> our um uh tab bet there with Edwards versus Rugs? Any interest uh, in that? No, I'm not going to redo it, but I'll just say we uh, we both called it wrong last year, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Except I, I paid less to call it wrong. <laughs> uh, my draft capital. Oh, he's um uh, just just you wait this year. I think this 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 is going to be rugs year. <laughs> I think we may need to rekindle that at a later stage. Jigs is being a bit coy right now, but. I think Mo, you can talk him into something. I'll, I'll do something. Maybe like a top fifty <laughs> wide receiver or something. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, well, it's good to be back. Um, as I said, we took a break for the Euros, but we'll be back now. Uh, next week, we'll be breaking down the NFC West. Um, very tight 
and difficult division to call, I would say, uh, with the Seahawks, the Cardinals, of course, the Rams with all of their upgrades uh, as well. So it's a very um, intriguing division for sure. But uh, for now, that's me signing out. Uh, Chicks. Yeah, folks. And Mo. Giddy up.